Hello. My name is Jamie Holacker, and I am from the Empower Life Center. I'm the medical manager there. By trade, I'm a nurse practitioner, and a few years back, I got this beautiful opportunity to serve at the center. So I'm excited to share it with you guys all today, and please ask me any questions when we're done. On the way out, I'll be around until after when everyone's leaving. I've been here before. This is our, my third year here, but for years, you've always invited us into your church, and we thank you for that, and we thank you for your continued support. We can never do it without our community all coming together. We run 100% off donations, and it is beautiful what God does at the center day in and day out and how we can provide for so many families in our area. So this is our building. A lot of people don't know what it is. It's nestled right in between two other buildings by Taco Bell across from Popeye's. That's how we always describe it. The rounded front building, park in the back. <laughs> so a lot of lives have been saved in this building that people just drive by every day and we don't really think about it all that much. So I'll get into more detail with it. We'll get to the next slide here. And we can, that's just a little thing that one of our artist people put together that I thought was cute and wanted to include. Wanted to change up our little presentation we did this year and include that. So we can go to the next slide. We have lots of different services within our ministry. We're part of Peoria Rescue Ministries. We're off of that. And Peoria Rescue Ministries is going to make their big announcement next week, but we're changing our name to Pathway Ministries. So they'll do like a whole news presentation next Thursday, I think. And everybody's welcome to come downtown to that uh, whole presentation they're doing. And it's either 11 or 1. If anyone's interested, let me know, and I'll look it up on my phone before we leave today. But we're going to like reveal the whole news sign and have a little discussion in the chapel about it. So within Peoria Rescue Ministries or Pathway Ministries, we have several different campuses. We have the emergency shelters that a lot of people are familiar with, the Esther House for Women and the where the Jesus Save sign is downtown. That's the uh, emergency shelter for men. There's also residential programs, and those are between three and nine months, depending on how they want that structured when they decide they want to go through it. And they really... They learn how to live life again with Christ, and it's a beautiful transition that we often see with these men and women that go through these programs. And then now there's residential housing, too. We have it for men. We're building it for women, and that's that transformational time or transitional time after after they're done with the program. They're working, but they still want some accountability and to be part of a program in a way, so they stay in the residential housing and they have low price rent, still some accountability, still focused on developing their life with Christ throughout the whole thing. One beautiful thing that I have witnessed throughout my time there is seeing how many people have graduated from these programs that work within the centers that we have. And we were at Hope Rising, which is our big fundraiser we do in the fall. And I just had one of those moments that really kind of got me emotional when I was looking around as we, pre- we were preparing for it and just thinking of all the men and women that felt so broken walking into our doors in the emergency shelter. And now they're followers of Christ and they work throughout our ministry in some capacity and it is beautiful. One of our girls that works at Empower does the, has went through the whole program and we just love that part of our family. And everybody is one together and we love that. But getting more back to exactly what we do at our center itself, our medical, we have a medical side of things and a material side of things and a classroom side of things. 
So as far as various services, we do pregnancy testing. And yeah, it's a quick test you can do in five minutes with urine, and that's what we do. We have an hour long for these appointments, so we can really meet women where they are. Are they abortion-minded? Are they not? If they are, we get into pretty grave detail of what to expect with an abortion and the different types that can be done. I don't come out and say, don't do this. That's not my job to do. But God has empowered me with the education I can share with them and the resources so they make the best decision for them. In my hope and prayer, they will choose life. And that comes into that discussion that we talk about different options they have too. I have options counseling listed up here. I ask them, you have three choices. Either you can choose adoption to have the baby or abortion. What's the first thing you want to talk about? And that way they have that opportunity. I have the opportunity to know what's biggest on their heart at that moment and where we need to start our conversation at, and then we get into other things. We've affiliated with a Christian-based um, adoption agency that will fly in. They will have a representative fly into Peoria from usually Colorado and meet with somebody within 24 to 48 hours if that mom is interested in adoption to really discuss that thoroughly with them. The biggest thing that impressed me with this adoption agency is, one, they're Christian, and two, they really are there for the biological moms throughout. They have programs for the and support for the moms for years to come, so I really am impressed with that. And they make sure that they're, if they want that open adoption type of thing, that that communication can be there at certain times of the year. So it's a beautiful organization. We also just now started offering the abortion pill reversal. It's kind of a foreign term. A lot of people haven't heard a lot about it. So the most common way women get abortions now is by taking pills. And the first pill they take depletes the woman's body of progesterone that the woman needs to maintain the pregnancy. So you may have heard of progesterone being given to somebody who it's hard to maintain a pregnancy without wanting to abort. So that first pill depletes the progesterone. The abortion pill reverse it, reversal pill brings in more progesterone to try to maintain the pregnancy. So it's as simple as they, the abortion pill depletes it, we want to replace it. So now we can offer that progesterone to these women who decide that they want to keep that pregnancy. They took that first pill. They're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't want to do this. What can I do? They can Google online, and we are, uh, it connects them to a hotline who then connects them to us. And then we have close, close follow-up with these girls for several weeks and make sure they have a conversation with their OB doctor or we get them an OB doctor and make sure that care is closely followed. We have lots of classes that we do. We want to empower moms and dads during their pregnancy and parenting journey. So we start with classes called Love Your Bump. As soon as you're pregnant, you can take Love Your Bump. And then we go into a childbirth class. And then we also have a babyhood class that talks about the baby's first year of life. We now have a lactation consultant on staff, which is huge, because sometimes when we're in the hospital, we don't have a lot of time with that lactation consultant, because we know they're busy. There's a lot of patients, and things are kind of in a blur almost at that time. Things, My life just changed so much, and I want to be able to breastfeed, and there's challenges with that. So we offer that support, whether it be FaceTiming or them coming in for hour-long appointment. We do uh, lots of Bible studies, so when somebody decides they want to stay part of our programs after they have the babies, we do an hour-long appointment once a month, and we offer them to do a Bible study. We want to meet them where they are. We use right now media, 
and decide which study with um, talking to them will best fit them at this point of their life. And they're usually less than 10 minutes, but then we have the rest of the time to talk about any resources they may need, anything on their heart, we can pray with them, and then we go shopping in our little boutique that we have set up in the building, because not everyone gets that opportunity to shop, so we want to be there for that. And we also offer things like baby clothes. Well, we do the clothing there up to size four, diapers, wipes, uh, formula, anything they may need. The larger baby items, like I said, everything's by donation. It seems that we'll have a plethora of some things at one time and then not as much at another time. Right now we have nine pack in place. We've never seen that. But we barely have one bottle of baby shampoo. So it just, it depends. God always provides though. <laughs> we can go on to the next one. So who serves at Empower Life Center? We have 11 employees and 30 volunteers. This picture is from our Hope Walk that we have every August from last year, and it's our biggest fundraiser we do specifically just for Empower Life Center. So we do it down on the riverfront, and we walk a mile one way and a mile back. We had a beautiful, beautiful day to do it this past year, and it was really neat to be able to come together and do that. And we have a new guy that does a lot of AV stuff, and he had a drone flying, and that's how we got that cool picture, which I thought was kind of neat. We couldn't do it without our volunteers. We have volunteers that do everything from having that abortion talk with a girl who's abortion-minded after lots of training. And then we have women who and men that want to come in and help in any way they can, but they maybe don't want that one-on-one -on -one conversation. So they may help in the clothing room or around on the grounds that we have. We have men that come in and help teach our fatherhood class that we offer. We also have a parenting class that's for men and women, and then one just for the guys. And then we have volunteers that come in and teach group classes that just do one-on-one -on -one classes. So there's so many different opportunities to volunteer be within our center. We can go on to the next one. Ministries within us. So there's so many, just within that little building, you have all these different disciplines that are in there. I'm over the medical stuff, so I try not to dwell on it too much, but it is kind of what we're speaking about today, too. But we have that whole other realm of the ministry with everybody that I have listed up here. And we couldn't do what we do without our ministries within our ministry. We have doctors that volunteer their time, too, right now. One's a local OB and one's a local radiologist. That OB doctor makes sure that she approves everything that we do medical-wise. We have um, periodic meetings with her, and she's always on call if I need her for something, which is very reassuring because we do those ultrasounds, and sometimes I'm not a sonographer by any means, but I'm a nurse practitioner trained to do limited ultrasounds. If I have something I'm worried about that I want to talk to her about, she's right there for me. And we have a radiologist that reads all those ultrasounds as well, and then we touch base with the mama again right after that is read to see if she needs anything and how we can help. Our staff associates do everything from doing our answering the phones to helping keep our place clean and meeting with people here and there. So there's a little bit of everything within that building. We can go on to our next slide. Our appointment structure, I kind of talked about a little bit. We really, or I'll go through the different appointments that we have here. We have our pregnancy testing appointment. We do that options counseling, ultrasounds. I haven't mentioned we do STI testing. We do limited STI testing and treatment, and that's through a grant through the state of Illinois. Hopefully they continue to provide it forever, but they even provide the treatment for us as well. So that's a really huge blessing that we have. 
And that invites women and men to come in and have that conversation with us and we can discuss their sexual activity. Have they ever really had these conversations in the past to talk about changing their lives in a way? So we want to be there for that conversation and make agreements with them. They can come back in and talk. We can, if they have no relationship with Christ, we always offer that conversation. Sometimes people don't want it at all. I bring it up three times within an appointment kind of nonchalantly. If I get struck down three times, I'm like, okay, the seed's planted. I need to stop now because I want them to feel invited and welcome to come back. I don't want them to feel that I'm trying to push something at them. But that seed is there, and they have come back. A lot of people have come back, and we've had pretty amazing conversations. The material assistance appointment kind of goes how I mentioned with their hour-long appointment. There's oftentimes those appointments turn into a little something else. They might need something. They might need a test of some kind when they're there or to speak to somebody else in the office, and that's great. That's what we do. Surrendering the Secret is another very special program that we offer. It's a six- or eight-week Bible study that we offer for women who have had an abortion and they want to heal from that trauma. It's huge trauma and a huge burden that women go through and men after they go through such an event. So whenever I have that abortion talk with somebody, I tell them, if you decide to go through with this abortion, know that we're here for you afterwards as well. If you want healing and if you're struggling with this, please come back so we can go through this with you. And that surprises some people that we want to have that relationship, but we want to love them where they are. We want to be there for them regardless of decision. And they will need that healing. So this is a beautiful program. We have a new room that we put together this year. I have a picture of the room I'll show you shortly, but you would never think this room started from a storage room. It is beautiful, calming, and the best environment to do these conversations in. We can go on to the next one. Different rooms within our center. The top left room is just one of our rooms that we do our conversations in. So we want to make it as pretty as possible and as homey as possible. So once again, that's all put together on donations. And I hope, I think we might be getting some new furniture in that first room, some new chairs. I just didn't want them to be office-type chairs. I wanted more of a living room feel. The next two pictures on the top there are of our clothing room where we go shopping. So it really does give moms and dads the opportunity to go shop. And we do maternity clothing as well. That's what's on the far end down there. We have a, a round table at the bottom left here. That round table, a lot of powerful stuff happens at that table. We start our day in prayer every day. We do a devotion. We pray over every patient and client coming in that day. And then we pray for each other. So it's pretty amazing what happens in that room. And that's kind of our meeting space. We go through some tough conversations with men and women. And if we need to debrief about something, a lot of times that's where we'll go. And we'll just talk to each other and just ask for that guidance from the Lord and keep moving on from that. Our next room is our lobby, so pretty homey feeling, and we like that about the center, that it feels welcoming. And the next picture is that room that used to be the storage room that we now have put together for the Surrendering the Secret Room. And we're doing some childbirth classes in there too, but it's a beautiful space. She even has a little fountain in there, so you have that calming sound, background sound in there. And we can go on to the next one. This is my favorite room. This is the ultrasound room. This is where I feel the Lord's presence so much. I do throughout the center, but there's something special about being able to show that heartbeat to the mama for the first time on the screen and any other family that's in there. So when women are thinking, considering abortion, we really encourage to do that ultrasound. We can see that heart beating before six weeks of pregnancy. 
between the five and six week marks a little hard because that baby is so tiny, but God works with us in mysterious and miraculous ways to when those mamas are really, really leaning towards abortion, we find that heartbeat. And how can you not deny life when you see that heart beating on the screen? That is a human being that God has placed within this mama's womb. So this is where that happens at. Um, Just a beautiful room that God has orchestrated and put together for us that I'm very blessed to be able to serve in. We have a big screen TV up there on the wall too, so as Mama's laying on the bed there, she can see everything on the screen that we're doing. And that's pretty impactful as well. We had a smaller TV up there and they replaced it with this one. I didn't know how much of a difference it would make. It makes a huge difference. So very thankful for that TV being in there. We can squeeze a lot of people in that little room too. (laughs) And we always invite the moms to come back if they're undecided so we can show them pictures as time goes on and how much the baby changes, how quickly the baby changes. We can look at that heartbeat every time. You can take a little video and keep it on your phone so you have that heart beating right there at your fingertips. So that's why that's my favorite room. We can move on to the next one. I love sharing a couple stories. So this first one, oh gosh. There's a girl that came in that was high school age, traveled a distance to come to us, whose father just discovered she was pregnant. I don't know. um, She wore sweatshirts and sweaters all summer long, I guess. Uh, She was very visibly pregnant when she came in even when in her sweatshirt. Regardless, we had the conversation. We still had to confirm pregnancy with a pregnancy test because that's what we do. And as I was talking with her, she was kind of vague on a lot of the answers. And our one of our advocates who experienced a young, whose daughter had a baby at a young age, was talking to the father. Father came in saying, I don't care what I got to do, where I got to go. This baby is not going to happen. We are doing an abortion. If I have to take her out of the country, we are doing an abortion. He was dead set, this is what's going to happen. So I had my conversation with her. At that time, she said she wants to keep the baby. So I got dad saying this, mom, or mom is saying this. So we get everyone together, and that advocate and myself meet with the dad and the mother of the baby. And the dad of the baby was there too, who was also a very young man, who just kind of was very, didn't know how to react because he has girlfriend's dad right there and girlfriend and he's just kind of staring and he's in shock too I'm sure so uh, dad I kept talking about all the ways abortions can be done and talked in detail about each procedure and dad asked to talk to me in the hall when during the middle of the conversation and all I said was Jesus take the wheel as I walked out of that room because it was I didn't know what to expect And the dad asked me, she really wants to keep this baby, doesn't she? And it's like, that's not a question I can answer for you. She needs to answer that for you. Kind of nodding my head as I say that, though, (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) So we go back in that room, and the um, dad got real quiet. And all of a sudden just, like, kind of turned and was more supportive of her. But I couldn't tell for sure exactly where he was. I just knew he was a little softer. And then we went into the ultrasound room, and she, Mama said it was okay for the dad and the boyfriend to be in the room. So after we do the initial part, we invite the family back. And he got teary-eyed with that ultrasound when he saw that heart beating. And he said, I'm going to be a grandpa. And it was one of the most touching appointments I've ever had. 
And then to find out that girl was 32 weeks pregnant. She knew she was pregnant. And she knew that her parents, or maybe just the, one or both of the parents, would really push her towards an abortion. And she wanted to wait till she was so far along that abortion wouldn't be an option. So at her young age, she wanted to make sure she was protecting that baby, which I thought was just absolutely amazing. So now this baby was born some months back, and um, they live further away, so we don't have a lot of contact, but there's been a little, and it's been pretty amazing. So I'd love to be able to share that with everybody. Our next story is um, Fridays our office isn't open. We do Monday through Thursday right now, with Thursday being a later day. Our Barnabas Center, which is next to us and part of our Peoria Rescue Ministries, is open on Fridays. And our director, Kurt Meese, who was here last year with me, was walking over to Taco Bell or Burger King or one of the places to get some food and saw a gentleman trying to get in our building. And um, he explained to him that we aren't open today. What kind of help are you needing? He said, well, I'm living at a shelter, and I have a toddler-aged daughter, and I have nothing. We just... We lost everything, and her mom's on the streets, and we don't know where mom is, but now I have this baby. So he bought him lunch and took him over to whichever establishment over there and got to talk to him more. He came back in as soon as we were open, and we've made a connection with this man. We have been there for him now for months. He is thriving. He's got his own apartment. We're helping him with materials. And then he got really sick one day and had to go into the hospital. We work with lots of area organizations, and... Um, one of the organizations, it's not through DCFS and it's not foster care, but they help families out. Say It's called Safe Families. I think I saw a brochure on them outside in, your, in the area out there. But he called us on wondering what to do and how to handle this because he couldn't keep this baby at the hospital. And we were able to get it all put together to where Safe Families watched this baby for about a week or so while he was in the hospital. And then now they have friends for life with us and the family that watched this baby. He relig religiously comes into us once a month. He knows Christ. He's growing his relationship with Christ, and he's growing his interpersonal relationships. This is a man with quite a background who's completely turned around and is the best papa to this little girl. To see them together, she's so mature and speaks so well for being so little. And you know he's teaching her beautifully outside of the center when we don't see things. So... I'd love to be able to share that as well. Pretty impactful what we can do there. And that's throughout a parenting journey. The first one, the baby wasn't born yet. And the second one, here this dad is, and he has no idea what to do. He's coming to our fatherhood classes now. He's coming in for the materials. He's coming in just to talk. And it's pretty special. We can go on to our next one. If you are ever interested in becoming part of our family, First, we ask you just stop by. Give us a call. We can get something arranged. Stop by. We'll give you a tour. We'll introduce you to whatever family's there at the moment. We always say, though, once you come in, you probably aren't ever going to leave. We have some volunteers that have been there since 94. I recently took a new position, but I know I'm still going to be involved with the center because it's part of my heart. And granted, for my family-wise, and I want to work more as a provider again, I need this little change in my life, or a big change, but I'm still always going to be part of the center and operate as our medical director for, time, for the time being. Pray about which part of the ministry you'd like to help with. I spoke about the several different areas we have within the ministry, if anybody would like to help. Those one-on-one -on -one conversations that can be hard, they can be intimidating too, but we do lots and lots of training. And we never throw someone in a conversation until you're ready for it. 
some of our advocates decide to do the Bible study appointments and the diaper and baby clothes appointments and maybe not those abortion talks. That's good too. We love that. Meet with our leadership team to do an application process, and which isn't much. It's filling out some papers and us talking about kind of who we are overall. A lot of the things we discussed today would be within that meeting. And then jump in and serve with us. It's a pretty beautiful place. And we can go on to the next one. These are our current needs. I like to put this on just in case it's on anyone's heart to donate or if they know of anybody that wants to donate any larger items. Like I said earlier, the toiletries are kind of very low in stock right now. Um, diapers, preemie, and then our bigger diapers. Those medium sizes we're all okay on. And then the other things that are up there. We try to stick with whatever formula WIC is using at the time, if you're familiar with what WIC is, and that way the babies will have the same things. Uh, we usually, we're known more for like emergency formula, if like they ran out of what, beyond what WIC can provide, or if for some reason they couldn't get WIC that month, we wanna be there for them. And then those bigger items too. The only things that we can't take that are used are car seats because we don't know the history on the car seats. So they have to have a tag on them. We have to know that they're new or we in good faith cannot give those things out. And we can go to the next one. Thank you. This is part of our team here. We have uh, our center manager who's I work pretty closely with there and surrendering the secret facilitators are in there, myself and a nurse and one of our associates. So it's a pretty special place. I invite you all to come in and take a look, ask me any questions. And again, thank you for allowing me to come again this year. I really appreciate it. <laughs>